to season two episode one of the session for the culture by the culture so we're back we're better than ever it's been a long time but we all need breaks right so we're back so I want to remind you all what this is this is a space where we speak to people from the culture and discuss their experiences in life that have influenced their impressions towards mental health um, so that's what we're all about, and we're going to keep that same mindset. So on today's episode, we'll be discussing, or maybe not discussing, let's just cut that, right? We're not discussing anything today. The only thing that we're making known is that we have, drum roll, special guest. <laughs> She's not going to do it, but I will. So we have invited a new person onto the podcast that is going to be a staple into our podcast. So this is no longer just the Lyric and a guest show. It is now Lyric has a special co-host and me and this person have become close over the last couple of months and we thought it'd be a grand idea to get together and make yes. it happen. So without further ado, or actually I'll let her introduce herself and tell who her name <laughs> is all about her. So go ahead, special guest. Oh my goodness. That was a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much, Lyric. Um, hey everybody, my name is Kaylin. Um, I am from Fort Worth, Texas. I am in the same doc program as a lyric. That's how we met and became close. And I am very happy to be here. I uh, can't wait to get started talking about, you know, all the things that we're going to discuss here and, you know, what mental health means to our community. And as the title says, for the culture, always for the culture. So thank you for having me. Come on. And y'all, I tripped up and said, guest. she is not a guest. Uh, <laughs> is the co-host like she's the new host I even hate the word co-host right like mm -hmm. adding validation to her like she is the host <laughs> I'm the host we're the host we're the host <laughs> two strong black women are the host like if you didn't know now you know now you know over the space <laughs> Um, yeah, Kaylin is phenomenal. She does great work for the community. Uh, met her through my doc program. Phenomenal human being, right? So we were, how did this come about, Kaylin? How did we decide that we yeah. wanted to do this co-host thing or whatever we're calling it? Okay. How did we come up with this? So I think it was on those days where we were half delirious trying to write a paper together <laughs> and we were just, you know, chopping it up, you know, shooting the breeze with one another. And that's when you were like, hey, so I have this podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, I would love to, you know, be on it sometime. And then you were like, oh, my God, let's do it together. So that's that's kind of where it was born. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, we have uh really good fun talking with each other and so it get it, it felt kind of natural very organic of us yeah I think that's one thing I can say like in those conversations like bringing you into this atmosphere it's always natural which is so odd 
one of the first times we met, we were just talking all day. Probably mm-hmm. not getting my work done. Sorry, professors that are <laughs> listening. But like, just talking, having similar life experiences, similar ideas about the mental health, our culture. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think one of the more like, and if y'all know me who's watching, I'm like very particular on who I invite into my space. And for this situation, this podcast is very something like a baby brainchild that I hold to me. But one thing that said about stood out to me about Kaylin, right? is that one day we were at was it like um what is the restaurant we were at oh yes it was a korean barbecue place korean barbecue and i remember Mm -hmm. like we were just sitting at the table just chopping it up talking that was a mini podcast in itself just about like what could be added (laughs) what like we had in common and it was like a room full of people and that's like literally the sorry to other people are there that was literally like one of the highlights of the night of like okay so I think from there I was like okay Kaylin has to be on the podcast like she has to be a part of this in some way like I don't just want her as a guest I want her to be an actual co-host with me like we co-host together so I mean I think you'll be brilliant here and me and Kaylin decided for today's podcast that we just kind of wanted to break the ice, let you all be familiar with her voice, and then like introduce you guys to maybe some new ideas that we're thinking about, about how this podcast will move forward. And then the weeks following, it'll be me and Kaylin here just talking about life and the things that affect our mental health and potentially maybe in the future adding guests on, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. So Kaylin, what yes. are we... What are some thoughts? What should we tell the podcast about some new ideas that we have? What should we tell them? Um, Yes, I think that we should. Let me see if I can pull some up. Because I... Here we are. So, some future podcast ideas that we're kind of brainstorming together are, like, you know, how do we, like, go through... Um, I came up with this this idea recently having gone through a breakup myself so kind of like breakup depression how does that affect us you know mentally in our day-to-day mental health and black women uh, how you know we as a black uh, as black people face burnout um, and how do we treat burnout you know with self-care is self-care possible for us in our community um what is it how is it and when should we do it um talking about different coping skills as well as one of my personal favorites is dating while black um because i feel (laughs) i feel like that is something that you know sometimes it gets talked about but it's not really talked about often enough let's be honest Mm -hmm. and of course some ideas about what's to what's to come out of current uh, political decisions and things that are being done on Capitol Hill that are, you know, unfair and unjust, but we've been new, right? Yeah, so everybody been know, right? And I think <laughs> this is why I added Kaylin on, right? Because she has like all these grand topics and ideas. And literally, some people would say those topics sound like maybe boring, but I think me and Kaylin have had these conversations and they're spicy, they're dicey. It gave mm-hmm. what it was supposed to give. Uh, <laughs> so I'm really excited. I also feel like there's one thing you touched on dating while black. That's a must, a must. Listen, come on. Tell we me. can talk about it a little bit right now. <laughs> it's honestly crazy. <laughs> it's on like, it, it's legitimately crazy how, um, just because like, I feel like that is going to be like an area of interest in me when it comes to, 
um, my work as a, as a doc student and things like that and how I want to finish my program. Um, but yeah, it's nuts. It, it not, and not only like dating while black, but dating as like a black woman or a dating as like a femme presenting person. Um, it's just, it's it's it is weird out here for real you can meet some really nice people and then you can meet some really not as nice people so I mean you know I've been out the dating scene for a minute but <laughs> if I can recollect my thoughts I mean yeah dating all <laughs> black and specifically like you said femme uh femme presenting or either i.e black woman right mm-hmm. that's even harder right these people out here are no good no matter mm. sex or gender they all out here acting crazy listen wow. and it's really unfair um <laughs> like I I thought I saw like a statistic or so I'm not gonna cite this so excuse me but like I thought I saw something that like black women um are having like a really hard time dating i.e because of the career that they chose their uh or their education level being different than the partner of that they're dating or when it comes to like interracial dating like that's like a whole nother thing so it's it it almost kind of feels like at least to me sometimes of like i want to date but also at the same time like is are there people who want to date me or like want to date us as black women um and that's sad to talk about so should we go down that road today I don't know but yeah only thing I would say about that is that I think like even back six years ago when I was thinking about dating and like prior to like just in life I think that's something that like specifically maybe black women and maybe other women of color or just of not of color could maybe speak to this same idea Mm -hmm. I feel like as black women your worth is like not considered when you date no because like and I don't even think that's from the alternative partner, right? I think that's from yourself too. Mm-hmm. Like you, I often question my worth a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think because I'm like, maybe because I was in predominantly white spaces, I don't know. But I think that's mm-hmm. a big piece of it is like how you look at yourself and how you view yourself. And then when yeah. you get with somebody, you start acting crazy or you act like they don't want you. You start all these things because the world tells you like who you mm-hmm. are supposed to be as a black woman. But Dana, honey... It's not, it, it, it's not going to be for, no, no, no. And it's not going to be for me for a little bit, for a while. So I, long. yeah. Listen, yeah. I tell everybody this all the time. I love my partner, but relationships ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay single out here if you can. They're hard. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your freedom. Learn yourself first before you can learn somebody else. Like not saying mm-hmm. that I didn't, but like, shit it's it's tough out here yeah it takes it honestly takes work and like sometimes there there would be times where I'm like oh my goodness like I love this person and I want to like do this and be in this relationship Mm -hmm. but then there are other times where like like literally today like I was like doing like some reflection work on like for myself and whatnot and I was like you know what it's honestly nice that I can just watch a movie and not be like worried or anxious that they're talking to somebody else right now or you know what I mean like just like enjoying being like alone and being able like to do things Mm -hmm. without like the thought of another person that like I'm attached to it's called peace (laughs) yeah honestly freedom I mean (laughs) non-toxic relationship is different right but Mm -hmm. like yeah like not having to worry about another being and that's okay Mm -hmm. to say like 
that's okay to like even say that statement of not I mean that's okay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that's why people don't want to be single because they don't want to be like that's okay to not think about somebody else not worry about someone else and then for the people yeah. that are proud to be single I'm like all for it like they're like mm-hmm. f them all <laughs> right and it's such a it's such a weird thing because I feel like as society we really champ like champion we champion two things we champion people being like hyper and like yeah I would say almost being like hyper independent Mm -hmm. so like in like this like idea of like not needing anybody which is not healthy but also we champion like you need to be with somebody yeah and like that just blows that like blows my and so then like you have like women and girls and people just like oh I need to be in a relationship I need to be in a relationship and so not being in one like like you said earlier like it really kind of messes with your self-worth how you view yourself um how you think that other people like view you or see you or like even like evaluating your worth and like well that's a really like you know messed up thing to like do to other people is to try and like tell them their worth because you know whether or not you find them like dateable or whatnot or feeling like you don't have worth because people don't find you dateable or something like that but I think that's interesting I mean I think that conversation Mm -hmm is like so needed and maybe just not for black women just like black people in general but I yeah. think if you think about I always think like historically like what were we taught in these last 400 years about our mm-hmm. work or how we're supposed to be viewed and now what do we expect from people now yeah right like if oh, I don't know my worth generationally then mm-hmm. how can I know my worth today or for somebody else or for just for me so, right and then yeah. the fact that like our worth was like tied to like it it's tied to things that it shouldn't be tied to of course you know like due to racism and colorism and like it's it, it honestly like astonishes me that we have so like we have been like put in so many like boxes or holes that like make us feel unworthy mm-hmm because of like the external factors that we have to face like you said generationally um yeah wow I think like as we talk and we think about like this understanding like what you just said embodies the reason and why this podcast like exists mm-hmm. about understanding who we are as a people what affects our culture like what affects us like what allow what keeps allowing this effect to happen and why these spaces are like being made so like, yeah, I think you just summed up like the reasoning of why we should be having these conversations, why we should be gearing it to our community. Like, why is that important? Because so many people would have a problem with, I, I mean, with this podcast in general, right? The title is For the Culture, by the Culture, mm-hmm. right? There's so many people that have asked me when I started this, why isn't it geared to white faces or hispanic faces or all these faces why is it just for black individuals and i think you just sum that up right like we don't have things that are just for us and then we get disempowered when we make things for us mm-hmm. and then that mm-hmm. relies into like our worth or what we think we're worth right yeah so many times when this podcast was started i was like going back and forth with family i think i even asked you like what do you think about bringing on guests that are not black people like what what do you think about that like those are all Mm -hmm. things of saying like we don't like I am internalizing that message saying like we don't deserve these spaces if we say this does that mean we don't we're anti this 
No, it just means mm-hmm. that we're loving ourselves and we're creating content for ourselves to help our generation. Mm-hmm. But that's and so like, hard. Right. And there, like, honestly, I don't really see why... Well, no, I I do know why people get up in arms about it because it's like almost like it's weird because like when you have been the one that has been excluded from the club and then you decide to make your own club. Okay. But then you and but then like you're like, this is just for us. This is just Mm -hmm. for our people. Anybody else that feels excluded out of that, they feel entitled to being in that space. And I'm like, well, no, you are not entitled to it you you can you know be a guest but you cannot stay <laughs> you you can can't come in the house you can go play outside but you can't come in the house um you but, say, you growing up yeah, yeah. y'all can be outside the door but y'all can't don't let can't come in the house, house. no <laughs> you weren't so, right <laughs> right and so on it and i mean like you said, like it is important that we have these spaces for ourselves because we need representation. We need a sense of safety. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can only be provided by people like us. And that's not to say like, oh, we're trying to like only surround us, like only surround ourselves um, to one point where we're not like allowing ourselves to hear like different viewpoints or different voices or anything like that. But sometimes when your voice has been the one to be pushed down and you decide to make a stand for yourself, that is the most important thing. Exactly. And I'm tired of hearing outside voices. Yes. It's so not wanted. Your opinion is not wanted. Your voice is not wanted. No. (laughs) Never. And I think no. a good point. I mean, even when we were coming into this doc program, I had to make that known, right? Like this space for the audience, listen, this space that me and Kaylin in could be very maneuvered or very, not maneuvered, very, what am I trying to say? Very powered maybe by people that are not in the our culture, right? Mm-hmm. That continue to push this motto that um, we're making room at the table for you. Like you're in this exclusive club and now we've invited you to this table. And I remember coming to this program and that conversation was had and I got kind of upset and I was like, mm, I don't want to be at that lame, that lame table. <laughs> I be at that lame table. And for a certain person asking me in a higher position, well, what table would you want to be at? And this is all hypothetical. And I said, well, I'd be great to make my own table. Like, why can't I make my own table creating this thing where I can choose who I invite in? I can be the person to put them in or maybe taking away some of that I language or some of that language of I get to choose. No, you just come. If we're like Bonnet and we're the same, come to the table, Mm -hmm. right? And I like to think this podcast, I think an example of that, right, is the conversation me and you had about this podcast and like you joining it and you being a part of it it's kind of similar to that because me and you could have just been like, there's other people that we know that have podcasts. We could have been like, we'll just go to that one or we'll just mm-hmm. stay here and we'll join that table. We won't do anything for the culture of the community. Yes. We'll yes. Yeah. We And you really, that we won't do anything. If I think that like from our talks and like talking with you and getting to know you, mm-hmm. we sound like our, one of the, common goals that we have is making sure that we are doing our best to give back and to represent our community mm-hmm. um 
And if we don't, then that table is not going to be created by anybody else. Um, and we, I think like doing, like doing our part in making sure that we are adding a table for our community and providing representation and providing that space is, you know, so important because if it's not going to be like, if, if no one else is going to do it, then who's going to, exactly. someone has to, because someone the, needs to. The people that are going to do it, they're going to look at you a certain way. They're going to make mm-hmm. you feel worthless. They're going to make you sell. I'm going to use like sell yourself to this space that's not for you. And then in turn, you're turning your back on your people. Right. Mm-hmm. And that has me. I think this yeah. is a question to kind of ask because I've never asked it to anybody and I've never even asked it to myself. But I think okay. this conversation is going to that. It sounds like me and you both have this specific love for this culture, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's got its ups and downs, I eat the shape. We're not talking about it. Um, <laughs> what do you, because we're talking about giving back to this culture, right? Yeah. What do you think? has enabled you to say I want to give back to this culture meaning mm-hmm. what is this culture given to you that makes you want to give back to them like why do you like this culture so much like what is it about black culture is that a good question I think that's a good question okay you go I... <laughs> okay okay so one of the things that came to mind is that this is my family mm. and like I feel like when it comes to the black community so like 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 most minority groups we I feel like we are more collectivist leaning or like we're more like we leaning as a group um than than we are than we like actually realize so and so what I mean by that is like it's like when I got into the doc program um prior to um like there was a summer I like interned at this hospital and um and this this was like three three almost four years ago I think but I interned there and I met all of these you know wonderful people and my mom just so happened to work there as well and so of course like she knew everybody she tells everybody about me about my brother and my sister about the things that we do and of course like with the other black people working there it's it's almost like I have extended family like those are my like like my aunts and my uncles and my cousins you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. even though there's no like blood relation right and so like we family. I right we're family and so when I got into my doc program, these people that haven't seen me and like, like seen me face to face in about three or four years were like sending me cards and sending me well wishes through my mom and being like, I'm so like, we are so proud of you. You are doing it like, and you're doing so well for us. And we know that you like have so much to add. And so it's, it's things like that. And it's not just like, and it doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of like, oh, you know, congratulations. But it's like coming from this like sense of like, we are all connected. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like feeling of connection, like the relationships, you know, take at least two people. So if I'm viewing my relationship with this community as like the community as being like another like quote unquote person or being, then I need to do my part in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I need to show love and respect and and compassion and and uh, for you know th- this other being in my relationship 
i.e. the community. Wow, that's crazy. So, I like that. Yeah. I just came up with that. Thank you. Girl, yeah. <laughs> girl, that's a given. It's, a given. it's like, it's like, I'm saying, oh, 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 oh. No, you're okay. You're okay. Um, I think I could, I, I, I vibes with that. But you want me to be honest? Mm-hmm. I think I have told you this in private, right? About my relationship with our community, culture, however we're phrasing it. Mm-hmm. And I went through a phase where I did not like our culture at all. Mm. And it, I yeah. think it was because I always felt like I was not welcomed, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't feel it. And then I got to this point to where I went to undergrad and me being in a white space all the time, that started to wear off, right? I don't know what happened. Yeah. It just gave wore off. Um, mm-hmm. Then some things happened to me and I was like, mm, this is messed up. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I will be honest and say it wasn't until my master's experience, maybe the second year where I really thought about what I could give to my community and the love I had for my community. Right. Like mm-hmm. I started to realize maybe I didn't hate, maybe my community didn't hate me. They just misunderstood me because I didn't look like what I was supposed to look like. Right. Meaning like for the community that I was raising, I was different. Right. I was like whitewashed in a sense. So once I like got over that, I was like, okay, I get it because you, you're you right. Like a relationship takes two people. And if people in our community are reaching out to me and I'm not giving them the same thing, then I can't really be mad at what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So I think once I realized that and I was like two people playing a relationship, my Aquarius brain like jumped off <laughs> the, the bridge, right? Uh-huh. And, I was like, oh. and then I'm like, and it was when like the dirtiest things happened to me, right? I had incidents where I was with, I tried to join a sorority. That didn't work out. The girls are mean. And I was like, dang, I really just, me and, me and my people not getting along. But then when I found friendships in others that were Black women, that was like what it was. I think I realized like when I needed people the most who were who was there. And it was people within my community, right? I have a good friend named Bria. She's always been a rock, right? Have I done the same? Maybe not. I don't know. But like, when (laughs) I think about it, when I think about my culture, kind of like what you said, right? It's a family, but no matter what, they're always going to be there. No matter Mm -hmm. what, I know I can talk to a Black individual, Black person in the culture, and they're going to understand what I'm going through. They're going to get it, right? Yeah. And I think for me, that is what helps me want to give back. And I also got tired of seeing like, in academia is wild. For people that don't know, like it, it's wild. It's wild. Thinking about in the academic lens, seeing a book that talked about how black people are supposed to be by a white man, mm-hmm. that was done. I was done. <laughs> don't tell anybody what y'all gonna know I I took the book and I still have it here and I read that book religiously and I was Mm -hmm. like what what are they talking about and I think a combination of that and then the other thing like that was going on personally it made me be like we have to do something like this is ridiculous right and then looking into things about our community and how we don't talk about mental health I mean that's was wanting me to give back but I think the ultimate right. answer right is that I'd say it's similar to yours now that I think about it like family someone's mm-hmm. always going to be there they're always going to understand you mm-hmm. 
I find that when I'm with my people, I act different, but in a good way. Yes. Like I act. It's like myself. you're you're comfortable because you feel that safety with them. There's some there's something there that you feel, and you know, um, maybe it doesn't happen all the time, you know, but for the, the for the most part, there is that sense of safety that ends that is that sense of knowing that like you could you could it could be just like two of you in a classroom mm -hmm. and so, <laughs> someone someone could say something out of pocket and you just look at the other person and it's it's it is that connection right there that you know, <laughs> you know that that you know person yes you know what's going on and like you know in that moment you have each other's back. I think that's what it is for me. I think that's what I was trying to explain. But that moment is so indescribable. Mm -hmm. It's, just it's hard to put words to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it is It is really hard. But like like you said, it's just, it is something that like when you are going through those hard times, it is it is more than just mm -hmm. a made, like it is, like you said, indescribable to have that to like lean into and lean on. Um because you know talking I was also somebody that like went to predominantly white schools I like grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and so there were a lot of times where I felt like disconnected from my community and from my culture and I feel like there are like distinct moments yeah. of my history where like I realized like no this is who I am and what I mean by that is that like for example um when it came to uh the Trayvon Martin case oh talk about it listen I can remember I can remember where I was the day that that you know they um acquitted that man yeah. George Zimmerman they let him go like I I was in the living room all the lights were shut off me my mom my brother my dad we were all just watching it and like I was like how I like I literally turned to my mom I was like how could they let him go like that doesn't make sense to me and she was like it it happens and I was like like I, and so I think that that is what really like kick-started for me like me realizing like this happens to people like me mm -hmm. and that's like that's like another thing of like when things like that happen to people in our community or even not like to, to that height like even um microaggressions in the workplace or in academia like you are not just a lyric to me you are like like a sister or a cousin or someone in my family like that could be happening to and so like for me that that is like that is the feeling that I get mm -hmm. and why like I want to try as best as I can to like you said connect and give back and represent because I feel like it has gotten to a point mm -hmm. where a lot of the times we get turned in on each other yes like that whole like like uh what is it all skin folk ain't kin folk yeah. thing yeah listen in in some instances okay yes but it's not our fault it is the fault of what we have been through yeah. it is the fault of like our generational trauma yeah. um and the that like our ancestors went through yet we are like continuing those patterns with each other and that is something that is like something else that like I want in my contribution that is something that I want to help break is that feeling of like disconnected from each other because the more that that happens the less likely we will be able to rise as a group
And that's the thing. I think that's important, right? To talk about what you kind of want and, and want for this culture. Because I think we oftentimes say like, we're not monolithic, right? We're not the same. And I think that's something that we keep having to press in our community to say, hey, I know we're not the same, but we still have the same outcome and end goal, right? Mm -hmm. We're still a people. And I think this is the conversation a lot of people have within our culture about how come we as a, a unit don't stick together like other groups of color or other minoritized people. And I think it's right. because we've had years of trauma, years of people breaking us apart, years of people telling us that we don't need to be together. We don't need to like each other. Right. Me and you being in the spaces we are, that that could be symbolized as an issue or someone being mm -hmm. a token or chosen. Right. And mm -hmm. we're the only people, and I can't I can only speak from my experience that I have seen that do that. And mm -hmm. I don't necessarily blame I used to, right? When I used to think that my culture hated me, I used to blame that on it's because they don't want me to be great. It's because they don't, they, they're jealous. Like, but now I can now see that and say, no, I think it's because this society has set us up to not want each other to succeed, to break us apart. I mean, and I, I think that's what, what we're hitting at, right? It's like, how can we come together as a community and build and grow? Even if we're in all different spaces, I'm not saying we all got to be in the same space. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> you, I do me. Okay. Right. <laughs> your life ain't my life i get uh -huh. it, but it, it but, yeah yeah it's it's like it's about like making sure that that person knows like you're in your space they're in their space but you are rooting for them I you are you're showing up for them mm -hmm. and if we don't show up for our people mm. then who's gonna show up for us no one Nobody. no one's gonna show up no one is gonna show up for you like like your own people so come on now when you said something about being in a classroom only two listen. people in the room and y'all look over and, and you can feel it going on listen you can feel it there there have been lots of moments mm -hmm. which, which is really sad and it goes to show you like the lack of diversity in schools mm -hmm. but like you you can definitely feel when you are the only one in the classroom definitely and it and it makes you and it's almost like if you are I'm a very like quiet person and a very introverted person and so like what th what that does is like if I'm the only person in the room I have had to grow out of like not being able to speak about things or talk about things because of that because it's almost like um like this unlike sent message yeah. or something that says like okay you're the only one here but that's because we allowed you to be come on and people don't understand. So don't say anything. <laughs> people right. don't understand. Like when you're the only couple or the only one in a space, it is easy to think, mm, "Am I here to fill a status quo? Like, what am I here for?" Mm -hmm. And then when mm -hmm. that's so easy, and a lot of times, like especially in our field or our space, if you have thinking like that, it's always these validating. And I'm saying in air quotes of like, "No, why would you think that? Mm -hmm. Because I'm the only one here." <laughs> where is another one like me i don't see but I, out. I will say this caitlin i yeah. think that when you talked about like how quiet and because caitlin is quiet and reserved but when you get with really <laughs> um, i do think about that i think about one of the first times that i seen you in a, one of our classes 
And I think a part of me was like, I don't know if she wants to be like seen or like heard. But what I will say is that you provided safety for me because a lot of people say that I'm outspoken and like assertive, right? But I think in that class, I was very outspoken because I knew I had somebody there of color that if nobody else got it, that somebody else would. Mm -hmm. And I think even thinking about the, the last class we just took, and this is a side note audience, that we just took a lot of the times when I was vocal, uh -huh. I had you and another student who we won't name because we don't want to, we don't know if she want to be out there. But um, <laughs> I felt more vocal. I remember we were talking about Kanye West and Kim. And I yeah. felt like I wasn't going delusional about some of the things I was saying. Yes. And I got confidence from that because I saw that there were other people from my culture there. Now, mm -hmm. we might not think the same thing, but we get it. Mm -hmm. like the message I was giving you might yeah. agree that would have been fine but you get where I'm coming from where other people right. in the past that might not have understood that so there yes. is community in one another like I think that's what we're getting at is having community by being in spaces together as a culture and this is what this space is for yes yes exactly snaps come on come on <laughs> <laughs> girlies <laughs> So we, um, so this is my second question. And Kaylin, okay. you can ask questions to your podcast too, boo boo. Um, sure. What do you like the most about our culture? And mm. it can just be anything, the way we dance, yeah. we get it. Like, what do you like the most? Mm -hmm. um, we are probably the most creative. Oh, yes. No, I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to stand okay, by that. Stand on it. We have created some of the most amazing things for society and it like we are such an innovative culture mm -hmm. um when it comes to music and art and dance um writing clothing like our our minds are it's just beautiful mm -hmm. so one thing um okay. I might have a list second yeah, list. like I said about how you know no one will show up for you like oh your people will show up for you mm -hmm. yeah okay so for example the whole um black panther mm, movie. Come on. Come on. okay so the first one remember when like we like all like we're like make sure out. you wear this yeah and we're all gonna we'll have watch parties and mm -hmm. like it, it like facebook groups and people just went like in like to go see this movie to like even experience people that even excited about marvel or knew anything about it were in that i was there yes. I, I don't know if you went i went opening night dashiki's everything and like uh -huh. it was in a white app state boom white <laughs> there were all black people in that theater and it was mm -hmm. amazing. It was the mm -hmm. weirdest, the coolest thing I have ever seen in my life. Sorry, side note. Yes. But that's showing oh. up. Yes, showing up in like just how we support each other. Mm. Um, it's just beautiful. I now there are moments where we can <laughs> <laughs> we can we we can be, you know, Jay. less supportive. Mm -hmm. But there there are these like large moments of yeah. of support and just showing up for each other yeah. that I absolutely love and that you don't really see mm -hmm. perhaps in like a non-black yeah. space um yeah. and I think that 
it's just beautiful. Like I didn't get a chance to go to like to see Black Panther in theaters, but um, you best believe that I am for the second one. Um, we have to. We absolutely and the like. There's just this sense of pride that like. So like third, the the pride that I have for this culture. Like sometimes it overwhelms me, like and. Like, I sit back and I'm like, wow, I'm really doing this. Like, the things that I'm doing right now and other, like, other people of my culture can see that I'm doing these things. And I mean, like, the hope is always that, like, you know, they're saying good things and I'm sure that they are. But, like, like just, like, being prideful in the fact that I am a Black woman, that I am achieving these things and that I want to reach back and make sure that I am not just like having the space all to myself because I think that 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 is something that can limit us greatly if we think that like oh this is my spot and nobody else can take my spot no I think that like having pride enough to say like I'm a black person in this space and I'm going to make sure that I open up this space so that other black people can come and join me in this space whatever that me me like means for them and what area whatever area of their life that that means for them um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Wow. You're good. You're good. Thank you. Uh, just like, <laughs> sorry. I feel like there just comes like a time I feel like in, or at least for myself, there, there was a time in my life where I was like, no, I refuse to be like disconnected from this part of myself any longer. Yeah. And I'm going to step into it because there are people watching me and I need and it it's it's a need it's necessary um yeah yeah I agree with you I think like in both of us some of the like that's another thing we have in common is deciding some might say that we both decided at a later time to step into our blackness right Mm -hmm. and I think that there's no such thing as starting late into your blackness starting early into your blackness whenever you find that is when you find that and that's Mm -hmm. one thing I like about because we're talking about what we love that's one thing on my list that I love about our culture right we can do it at any time and anywhere we want to right that's one thing that we have agency over and the more that we preach that message the more black girls black boys black black queer identify whoever right like in these mm-hmm. centers of difference of people right can say I get to choose who I am I get to choose when I am and no one's going to tell me how to do that right yes and that's what yes. I work <laughs> with kids a lot and I feel like every time I get black children it's mm-hmm. always they have a problem we want to change them conform them to this this and that and I can't mm-hmm. do that that's not mm-hmm. my job because I, I you're like right right and be I feel like what it comes from like you know this idea like we because there is not enough of us in a space we have to assimilate we have to make ourselves and I'm done with that yeah just to be like liked or just to be like feel safe or feel that self-worth that we were talking about earlier but that's that idea of creating your own table right like at at Mm -hmm. table we create we get to choose what we want to be and how we want to be and you exactly if it's enough of us saying this is how we're going to be and this is how we want to present which Mm -hmm. now I love TikTok everybody knows now I'm seeing that like more professionals are being themselves that are 
are black, like they're being who they want to be in their space, creating a bigger space for future generations. Like me and you be who we want to be, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing I like. Okay, number two thing I like. Now this is shady. Well, okay. well, maybe I just like how animated and how like shady <laughs> we are. Oh yeah, love it all. Cause. I just used to think that I just think that's the dopest thing, right? Like I like how we have our own lingo and our own language. Like we mm-hmm. get it. Like mm-hmm. there's things like I see all these. I send you a bunch of memes about like black culture, the things that we say, the things that we don't say. I think yes. it's amazing. Like you love it, I like it. Like all those things. Like, <laughs> in common. Yes, I, I really enjoy that we have our own like language like we get Mm -hmm. it we understand Mm -hmm. we're being shady we like we get it and I live for it I'm I'm gonna be honest Mm -hmm. I love a shady boots moment I love cackling (laughs) with another black person and looking at each other giving each other the side I like girl (laughs) right I remember like there was a moment in that in that same class that you were talking about earlier where I had said, um, don't don't have me out here looking stupid. And you listen, we saw each other in that moment. <laughs> we, get, we get the eyes, we see each other. We see because each other. Okay. Every black woman knows that saying, don't have me out here looking stupid. Not at all. Cause I am not the one <laughs> or, or the, the three. three. <laughs> listen. Now when you bring and I was so shocked when you said that the whole you saw me turn up and act different. I was like, <laughs> she activated it. She activated it. Because <laughs> nobody understood. I mean the other person did, but no mm-hmm. one really got it. Uh-uh. No one really. It just was amazing, right? I love uh-huh. it's like I love that we have our own thing. Mm-hmm. it is wild mm-hmm. like it, it's just amazing to know that we have that yes like black people it is an overwhelming experience talking about our culture now right like it's this high like during this conversation I've had like these good shakes or like these good like feelings in my body because it feels good to talk about a culture that has given so much to both of us yeah and to now try to give back to them, but not in a way of saying like they need it, but just giving something. Yes. G- giving them their flowers. Is that what the young people? Yes. Flowers. Yes. Give flowers. While, while, while we're still here, give us our flowers. I guess that's what me and Kaylin are doing with this podcast. Yeah. Right? We're saying we're giving the community their flowers. Oh, I love that. I love it. Brian. That should be like the 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 next tagline. <laughs> we should make shirts. <laughs> um, I think that's a good way to end it. What do you think? Yeah. So we want to give the community their flowers. Mm-hmm. We love it. Oh. So something that we currently did on the podcast now it's changing is that we had segments, right? Mm-hmm. And. I don't know if tonight you want to do the segment. It's putting putting the culture on. So it's deciding. Well, honestly, how do, do you want to? Yeah, we can do that. Who do you want to put on that might be going crazy within our community with the talent or whatever they're doing? Anything that you got in mind that you want to put out? Who you want to put on tonight? Oh. You want me to go first? Yes. So I got two. Two I'm putting on. Okay. First. I want to put on our community because I feel like tonight we gave them their flowers. I'm going to give it to them. 
we're giving. <laughs> so we giving the flowers there. I want to put them on. It's great to be black. I love being black. I mean, it has its trials and tribulations, but being black is where it's at, right? Mm-hmm. Secondly, now I am a bee. I'm in the beehive. So I've been <laughs> obsessed with Renaissance, the album. If you haven't listened to it, please do. If you think it's trash, then you don't have a good music ear. Um, so I would say Beyonce Renaissance album and then firstly, foremost, our community is who I would like to put on tonight. Mm-hmm. What you got, Kayla? Okay, so um, like you said, I would like to put on our community. I would like to put you on actually, because yes! I think that this is, <laughs> I no! think that this podcast, when you first told me about this podcast, I was like, this is amazing. Oh. Um, okay. Don't the, like, just because like this, this, like you went out and did it because like, I was, I was just speaking about it mm-hmm. and like that, that's something that I'm trying to grow through and, you know, but the time has through power. And listen. And oh. so, but like you, you like, went for it and you did it and you're doing it and so I think that is just amazing and beautiful Mm -hmm. um so yes ma'am and then secondly um I don't have any like black owned business in mind so I'm just gonna do a general overview um black owned businesses and black (laughs) black entrepreneurs um having to you know keep afloat your business and bring like starting a business, keep it afloat and like keep it maintained throughout um, a crazy pandemic throughout political unrest um, and just like the day-to-day struggles of, you know, just being black sometimes um, people who like have owned their own business or started their own business. I think that they are really making away from themselves and trying to make a way as well for giving back to the culture. And so I hope that they have people around them supporting them and pouring into them um, because it is very hard sometimes to do that on your own. So, yes. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you. So that's great. Like I loved, and I want to say these lasting things before we get out to Kaylin. Kaylin, I love that you're here. Like this conversation has been dynamic. I am very excited to continue on. Uh, You know, I've told you the struggles I've had with coming back with this podcast and you really, and this is from the heart, right? Just not putting on, you really, that day we had that conversation at the Korean barbecue place, you really inspired me to get back, right? And you really had my brain like moving because I wasn't going to come back, right? I had given up on it. And to see that somebody else was inspired or had interest in it, that really made me want to get back to it. So, and not only that, to do it with somebody that I consider to be a great friend, um, someone that I have began sisterhood with or sistership, however we're saying that with, is even more iconic, even more special to me. So I just want to give you your flowers for that too. Like you're beyond amazing. Like, People that are listening, this co-host, like as we co-host with each other, this is dynamic cream of the crop. It doesn't get any better, right? Like this is the one. So I really appreciate you. Like really, really, really appreciate you, girl. Okay. Thank you. Now, you're not Thank you. Another so emotional much. one anymore, but I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for having me. And thank you for trusting me with this. We got it. So should we say... 
what are we giving the community again, Kyra? They're flowers. Flowers, beautiful flowers. That's probably why. Oh, look, I was forecasting. Is it forecasting or shadow casting? How do you say it? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. That Ooh. image. The image has flowers on it. So maybe this whole time. Wow. Won't he do it? Won't he yes, do it? Yes, he will. <laughs> yeah. God is good. <laughs> I want to close us out here, Kaylee. So uh, I want to thank you all who are listening and coming in and joining the session with us tonight. Um, be on the lookout for more podcasts from me and Kaylin, more hot topics like she was talking about, just more things, right? So uh, join us again as we continue to converse and tackle misconceptions of mental health in our community and how to rebuild. I mean, with that being said, let's just jam out. Sunlight is yours and look at